Welcome to the Ultimate Dentist Podcast. Join us to hear success stories of various individuals and learn clinical and life hacks to help you become the ultimate dentist. Hi everyone, I hope you are all doing great. In this episode, I'm going to discuss about complications and troubleshooting when it comes to doing implant restoration. We are going to discuss about a few scenarios and um, how to remedy or how to resolve those issues. So let's look at first issue where there is a new patient who comes to see you with existing implant and that needs restoration. What kind of information do you need in order to restore this implant? If you are familiar with the implant, then you probably will have all the tools and necessary things uh, for the implant. But first of all, you need to assess when the implant was done, if it's not done by you. Why the, the patient's not returning back to the person who has done the implant? Remember, if the implant's not done by someone you know and uh, someone within your circle and patient's done implant by somewhere else, there must be a reason why patient's now having, not having the restoration done by the same dentist. Because if you now go ahead and restore that implant, if something wrong happens to implant, who is then going to take liability for that implant? So make sure that you have clarified everything with the, with the, with the, with the patient. You need to do proper clinical assessment. You need to take periodical radiographs. And sometimes I do take a small sectional CBCT to assess the bone level around the implant as well. Then you need to ask patient what type of implant it is. So get the information about the implant um, and what size and what connection implant, size of connection of implant it is. So even though patients say, oh, it's a Strauman implant, Strauman implant has different connection sizes. So you need to know what implant it is, but also what size of the implant it is and what is the connection where how when, when the abutment goes into the implant, that's called connection. So what is the connection size of that implant? So you need to know um, all these details in order for you to restore the implant. And if the implant is not done by you or you don't have the necessary drivers and torque wrenches ETC, then you need to you need to really um consider that in extra fees so some of sometime when i when i restore implant which i generally don't um use so i need to order new drivers uh, new torque wrench and uh, new components like impression post then i would consider those costs in patients and many times if let's say if it's a screw loosening um, and if i'm ordering new driver i would offer patient that look you can keep it you pay for the driver you can keep it i don't mind um as far as um, if, if that happens quite frequently, then it may be in best interest for patient to keep it unless patient come and see you only all the time. So make sure you have all these information ready before you take that patient on and start restoring the implant. The other complication may happen is, let's say you've taken the impression of the implant and technicians come back to you and say, oh, you know what, the screw, screw channel is coming through the buckle of the buckle side of the implant and you know uh, for the anterior teeth it's not really cosmetically aesthetically acceptable so what can we do in these cases where the screw channel is coming through the buckle aspects where the implant positioning is not prosthetically driven then in these cases you can either turn the restoration into cement retained restoration that will solve 
the problem because even though the screw hole coming out in the abutment from the buckle aspect the crown on top of it doesn't have any holes so you can just cement the crown onto the abutment and that would work fine so um, you can turn into cement retainer and that would be the easiest solution however we do now we have an ability to angle correct i.e change the angulation of our screw channel up to 25 to 30 degrees so by if the implant place is not very bad and you know it's just a few degrees here and there then you can change the screw angulation by 25 to 30 degrees and this is important when you're planning your implant as well because sometime if you want to avoid big bone grafting then you may want to angle the implant slightly to place it in patient's bone uh, and then manage it prosthetically by tilting their screw access hole by 25 to 30 degree so make sure that you it's planned if it's not planned then you discuss with a technician now one thing many technicians do get it wrong as well they all think that the screw angle screwdrivers are all same which is not true there are different angulation there are different screwdrivers they are different so if technician has done angle correction you need to ask technician what type of screw they have used some of the example is Createch angle correction Stramon have their own screw Nobel have their own screws um, you have a Hoyle which is a, a UK based laboratory uh, they have their own screw so different um, by horizon has their own screw so different companies they have a different screws and different driver which fits into the screw so not one driver fits every screw so make sure that you and technicians are aware of it and they supply you with appropriate driver so that's angle correction now number three is inflammation near implant and we touched upon it on the last episode what are you going to do if you find a patient who comes in and there is a bleeding around implant if there is a bleeding around implant first of all i would ask them to improve their hygiene put them onto chlorhexidine mouthwash um, make sure the, the implant around the implant is cleaning is really good i would do hand cleaning using titanium scalers make sure it's all cleaned up nicely under la and then review patient again in six to eight weeks time if the bleeding is still there in eight weeks time then it's better to remove the crown uh, clean the area probe properly once you remove the crown you'll be able to probe uh, around the implant properly to see if there is any pocketing actual pocketing around implant um, probe around implant properly if everything's fine then just place the healing abutment let the gum heal breathe a little bit and then few weeks three four weeks later fit the crown back in again and this generally solves the problem uh, with the implant uh, infl inflammation if it doesn't they need to really assess your prosthesis because there's nothing wrong with the implant there probably uh, something wrong with the prosthesis so you need to make sure that it fits okay there's no micro leakage or anything like that now the fourth scenario could happen where a patient come to see you where patients like my crown has decemented or has come out now if it's a, if it's a screw retained crown if it's come out then what you would see is the gum has closed the the implant area so you may have to numb the area make a small crestal incision small raise a small flap clean everything and screw the implant crown back in again um, if you don't have a new screw then just use the same screw 
and temporarily put it back and then order a new screw and then change the screw with the new screw and then of course assess why this has happened is the occlusion changed what's the reason why the crown screw became loose and came out if unfortunately if it's a cement retained crown and if the screw crown comes out then it's a similar procedure as your normal crown cementation however you need to make sure that you use very minimal cement uh, inside the crown and you need to somehow make sure you remove all the excess uh, cement out otherwise um, patient may get a petty cementitis so i generally numb the area so then you know if i'm going through around the gum cleaning everything patient not in pain and i can do my job properly so that's how you manage the the cement retained crowns now what if patient comes and says my crown is loose it hasn't come out it's loose so again with the screw retained crown i would take the crown even though if it's just loose i wouldn't just screw the crown back in just straight away i would take the crown out clean the area disinfect the crown with chlorhexidine and scrubbing and disinfect the mouth um, the screw channel with the chlorhexidine as well because because the crown was loose the food debris would have got in there so you need to always take the crown out clean everything and refit the crown back in and again assess why the crown has become loose and what is the reason and ideally place the new screw in there unfortunately if it's a cement retained crown it's a bit more trickier because let's say crown is loose many times when the crown is loose but it's not come out in cement retain case it's not the crown it's the screw is loose under in inside the abutment now the problem is because cement retained crowns don't have any hole for you to access the abutment it's very difficult for you to um, remove that crown even though if it's maybe cemented with the tambon it's tricky to remove it um, if you can remove it in one piece that's great you can uh, screw the abutment like remove the abutment clean everything screw it back in again and cement the cement retained crown like normal however if it's difficult to remove the crown then unfortunately you have to sacrifice the crown i.e you will have to drill a hole through the crown in order to get to the abutment or section the crown take the whole crown out tighten the abutment and make a new crown because you can't really put the old crown back in again so it's a bit tricky to manage cement retain implant restoration and that's another reason i prefer screw retain implant restoration because these complications are very easy to manage similarly if you have a chipping of the porcelain cement retain crown nightmare because you know you you, ha you you have to remove the crown out um, and it's tricky uh, whereas if it's a screw retain you can literally unscrew the crown send it to technician technician can either just add some porcelain or just use the same metal and uh, redo the porcelain or make a new crown uh, but using the same abutment they can use this keep the same abutment so the cost becomes a bit less uh, with that so uh, screw retain crowns are much easier to manage that and lastly if patients come with the loose crown then one of the reasons the crown is loose is because the implants failed uh, which means you have to give patient la uh, clean the area and if the the whole assembly is loose it's very easy to pick up the pair of pliers and literally just twist it and uh, take the implant out removal of the implant when it's loose is very easy it's like removing grade three mobile tooth 
um, there's no there's no special tricks however once you do that you need to really clean the socket you need to clean the granulation tissue really really well so having a good bone curettes uh, are really really important make sure you have good curettes uh, with you and you use them to clean the socket that's the main reason removal of the implant is easy but cleaning the granulation tissue is difficult because if you don't clean it the site will not heal properly and you won't get a little bit more of bone regeneration uh, and when you do the new implant it'll be more trickier so make sure that you curate it really nicely and clean it so i hope uh, you found this short episode again helpful and uh, knowing what are the complication and how to manage these complications uh, with implant again if you have any question if you have a specific complication you would like to, me to discuss then feel free to email me at info at drdevangpatel.com and i will be able to make an episode out of it and i will be uh, able to guide you on that so i hope you found all this six part series on step-by-step -step protocol helpful um, i have just finished writing my book now and it's hopefully going to be published uh, in two three weeks time so watch out for that um, and uh, i will see you in the next episode have a lovely day